Well, 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 there you are once again, joining me on this wonderful journey we call a podcast. My name is Blake Johnson. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been almost two freaking years since I've done this podcast. Those of you who have listened before may be thinking to yourself, where have you been? Why has it taken you this long to come back and do this? And I tell you, it's it's kind of an interesting ordeal because, I don't know, maybe it's because of politics, maybe it's because my priorities were in the wrong place, but I just got kind of burnt out from focusing so much on politics all the time. And I want to make this show more about principles and more about the things that I really care about. And I think I've done a, a decent job of that, but I tell you, a lot has happened in the past two years. I've gotten married. I've, well, me and my wife have moved to North Dakota, of all places, away from the Ozarks now, and have started a temporary new life here. We're hoping to move back to the Ozarks one day, but came up here partly for, well, mainly for a job. And some relatives here live here and yeah that's that's kind of what we're doing here and we're hoping to make our way back to warmer climates i I tell you what though man the weather here has just been insane so usually up in north dakota it's i don't know it can get as low as 40 to 50 below zero depending on the winter and it's been surprisingly mild for a winter in North Dakota. Now, you got to understand, North Dakota, where I live, is like three and a half to four hours away from Canada. So we're up, we're up in the cold territory, okay? We're getting into some quite unpleasant territory. But it's been sort of a mild winter, as I say. You know, it was, it was the lowest it was, was like feeling negative 35. And yeah, I know you're thinking, Blake, that's a mild winter? <laughs> well... It is when you are normally expecting to get even further below zero and feet and feet of snow. But we haven't really had much snow so far this year, so it's just been kind of crazy. But yeah, anyway, I digress on that point. A lot of things have happened, and you know, taking some time off, I've really begun to miss this show. I've begun to miss the things that I used to do several years ago in broadcasting and it's just kind of brought me back to wanting to restart this show again and i guess you could call it a new attitude if you will but we're gonna have a lot of fun we're gonna talk about current events we're gonna talk about what's going on in, in the news but i don't want to just focus on that i also want to talk about entertainment i want to talk about books anything related to conservative principles anything related to thoughtful concepts and you know intellectual conversations i don't want to just get bogged down in the corruption of washington dc and just government in general because we know how corrupt politicians are we've known that for ages and it's just gone even more downhill i mean oh oh my gosh two years ago donald trump was president we were still talking about Russian collusion, and it just seems like that was a lifetime ago. It doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like a lifetime ago to you? But man, some of the things that we were talking about two years ago, the things that we're talking about now, 
I dare say that many of many of the controversies, men, many of the just insane stories that are going on today, if you would have told me two years ago that these are the kinds of things that we would, we would be talking about, I would have just been beside myself. And I'm still beside myself if we're going through it right now. I mean, if you would have told me two years ago, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., would be president of the United States. I would have thought you were on something. And we probably are on something because we elected him as a country. So there's that. There's that. But there's there's so much that I want to get into today. I don't want to waste too much time trying to, you know, catch you guys up on what's been going on in my life. But as you're joining the show, as you're listening in, I would encourage you, we are available on a number of platforms apple google podcasts pocket casts uh, i think uh, radio public is one of them but just whatever you whatever platform you like to listen to this show on or just podcasts in general if you would just give this show a five star rating and give it a review if you would that would really help me out a lot on growing this show and trying to get back into what i've just loved so much about radio and broadcasting and just doing this particular type of show because if you're a first-time listener if you've never listened to this show before i want to encourage you that this show is going to be about informing you but it's also going to be a show that focuses on principles not so much politics although we will talk about that but i want to make sure that we are crystal clear on what it is we believe as conservatives and why. And what it is we believe as Christians and why. This show is not what you would necessarily call a a Christian show or even a conservative show. Certainly not a Republican show. This is going to be a show that's dedicated to principles. And we're not simply going to hey, this guy's a Republican, so we need to support this guy. We're not going to be about that. We're not going to be about simply opposing Democrats. We're going to be about telling the truth and preserving this great thing that we call America. And that that's really how we do it. We don't cower away. We don't run away from the culture war. We engage. We stay informed. We stay engaged. And we don't allow the left to win. We don't allow Marxism to win. We don't allow progressivism to win. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing here on the show. And I'm currently looking into getting guests on this program as well. People that are just in the thick of what's going on in our world today. And that can offer some really good perspective as to what we're dealing with and what we should do about it. So that's kind of an outline for what I want this show to be about. So... Without further ado, let's just deep let's just dive into it. Let's talk about what's going on in the world today. I want to really spend a good portion of the show informing you on legislation that is currently making its way through government. It's on its way to the Senate as of this recording. And it is a a dangerous dangerous bill that if enacted could spell certain doom, further doom to the future of our republic. And that's what's called the Equality Act. Now, 
I just love, I have to say, I just love how these politicians, these these intellectuals who are so much smarter than you and I, of course. That's why they're that's why they're paid a gargantuan amount of money per year, you see, because they've earned it. They've earned to be in Washington in these committees. They've earned it, you see. And that's why they are the ones naming these bills. So, who are you to oppose equality? I mean, equality, doesn't that sound great? I mean, don't you want people to be treated fairly, to be treated equally? Well, then you should pass the Equality Act. Well, unfortunately, there is a little more to it than that. And as usual, as usual, with these bills, with these pieces of garbage legislation there's a little bit more to it than what's on the surface so what is the equality act well the equality act this is this is something that was introduced a couple of years ago as a matter of fact around the the year that we last did the show last i did the show and it failed because republicans at the time they held the majority they were able to shoot this legislation down. Well, now that Democrats, essentially, albeit slim majority, but still have a majority in the House and the Senate, they're now bringing this back. It's already passed its way through the House, and it's on its way to the Senate. Who knows if this is going to pass fully and completely? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But the Equality Act, it's basically disguising itself as an extension of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Now it's it's saying that it wants to ban discrimination against those who self-identify as a different gender, those who have a certain sexual orientation, or those who identify as a different gender. Because as you know, we have at least 1,500 different genders, as, as we have been constantly lectured to in the past several years. And now we are going to make it known to the rest of the world, to the rest of this country, that we will not tolerate any form of discrimination against these people. But... In so pursuing this goal, it's also stripping away liberty and freedom for those of you that don't agree with these particular lifestyles. Well, too bad. Too bad. And don't even think that you can use the so-called, well, I have, I have my religious rights, so you can't, you can't force me to comply. Oh, <laughs> Oh, contraire, my dear friend. Oh, yes, they can. And they're planning to. So what this does is it forces employers and workers to conform to new sexual norms or else lose their businesses and jobs. We've already been seeing this happen on a state and local level. If you remember Jack Phillips, the Colorado baker, who refused to make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple's wedding, got sued, went to the Supreme Court, and somehow managed to evade having to comply. 
And then he found himself in court again. Well, you're seeing it with that. You're seeing it with photographers. You're seeing it with people in schools having to comply with certain certain things like that. You're seeing it happen with women's locker rooms. You're, you're seeing it happen in stores where you can just identify it as, as a whole nother gender, even though you have the genitalia of the gender you were born as, even though the DNA has not and will never change, because you identify as somebody else, you can then go into someone else's bathroom and nobody can stop you. Well, if this Equality Act passes, it makes certain that if you're an employer, public or private, you cannot discriminate. Meaning, if you, let's just say Hobby Lobby, Mardell, think of Chick-fil-A, think of any quote-unquote religious organization or those that hold to religious values. You cannot decide not to hire someone because of a certain lifestyle. Now, I can't think of anything more un-American than that. Now, here's why. This, this sounds crazy, I know. On the surface, it's... Well, how could you be so hateful, Blake? Well, see, the thing is, most people... And I'm, yes, I'm willing to use this generalization. Most people are not hateful towards those like that there are exceptions but i think most people just want to be left alone if you want to live that lifestyle fine but don't force me don't force anyone else to have to a pay for it and b agree with you and the thing is it's it's like with this colorado baker situation from a couple of years ago no one's forcing you to, you know, not be able to go and get any sort of cake or shop at any store. But if, because I guarantee you, there's plenty of bakers, plenty of people who are more than happy to bake you that wedding cake. But not everyone is. And I love how the left claims, they and, and as they always have, oh, we we just want a more tolerant and an inclusive society, but not so if you disagree with them. And we need to just stop pretending that they want anything other than total and complete compliance with their worldview. And they can they can sugarcoat it, they can, you know, disguise it as well, we just want to be tolerant. No, no, they don't. They want you to follow whatever they want to do. And again, this is on its way to the Senate. And you need to get a hold of your senator, call their office, leave an email, whatever you got to do, and let them know they must not vote for this bill. And if they do... They're going to be voted out. Now, one of the sections of this Equality Act deals with the 
Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993. Now, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 basically gave that stipulation. If you have religious beliefs, there is this thing called a First Amendment. The government cannot force you to comply with something that violates your religious practices. And part of this act was inspired by you know, these Indian tribes, Native American tribes, that were forced to you know, give up land, forced to do certain things that violated their religion. But this encompassed all religions, supposedly. And the ironic thing about this act passed again in 1993 under a Democrat president. It was sponsored by Chuck Schumer, the current Democrat Senate Majority Leader. And co-sponsored by Ted Kennedy, the late senator. Two liberal senators, though they may have been congressmen at the time, I can't remember, sponsored this bill, signed by a Democrat president. They would not recognize the Democrat Party today. Well, (laughs) actually, one of them would, because he's still here. Uh, still serving and serving with with a totally totally contrite heart in the Senate, but you you think just how radical the left has become in the past what almost thirty years since this was passed. But the reason I bring this up is because this particular act, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, is cited. In this Equality Act that's being passed right now. And it's saying in this act, the Equality Act, that you can't use the Religious Freedom Restoration Act as an excuse not to comply. So in other words, if you think that you've got freedom of religion, you don't. That's what this really boils down to. You don't have freedom of religion anymore if this passes because you're being forced to comply. There is no equality in this act. There is no inclusiveness in this act. It's force. You will be forced to comply or you will pay the penalties for this. And I think this... This, this doesn't just relate to, you know, if you're an employer. This doesn't just relate to if you're a coach or if you're a school. You know, this relates to people as Christians. I mean, you're seeing more and more evidence of government stepping on your rights. And I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of being expected to change my beliefs because they've viewed it as hateful. I think that pointing out sin, I think that opposing sinful, destructive lifestyles is the most loving thing you can do. Obviously, we have all sinned. We've all fallen short, but that doesn't mean that we excuse me, that we just simply cave 
and say, well, that's fine. You can, you can, you can do what you want. You can force me to do whatever you want me to do because, hey, that's, that's tolerance. No, it's not. It's a form of slavery. Make no mistake about it. It is a form of slavery. And I love this piece from the Washington Post, an opinion piece, the ever so tolerant and conservative Washington Post, an opinion piece written about this representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, who's already in hot water. She's, you know, being identified as a QAnon supporter and just this radical, radical right wing nut job, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, this opinion piece written by the ever-so-clever Jonathan Capehart, called A Transphobic Tirade Against the Equality Act Masquerading as Feminism. And basically, it, it talks about Representative Green's, you know, speech on the House floor. And she's talking about how well, let me just read part of it to you. She says, quote, I rise today. This is Representative Green speaking. I rise today in the defense of women, girls, and children. The Equality Act will change. And she's talking about how the uh, Equality Act will make it to where biological males can compete in women's sports. She's saying that it would put trans rights above women's rights, above the rights of our daughters, our sisters, our friends, our grandmothers, our aunts. It's too much. You see, as a woman, she says, I have competed in sports, and I'm so thrilled I was able to do that. But I competed against biological women. And then this opinion writer responds to that by saying, it went downhill from there with a lot of folderol about how Biological women cannot compete against biological men. Well, they they can't. If you're putting a biological male in women's wrestling, I wonder who's going to win. I mean, we've already seen this happen in sports recently. Biological males destroying the female competition. And... <laughs> this this writer in the Washington Post just could not handle truth. And I guess uh, Representative... No. No, not her. Oh, no. Representative Mary Newman displayed a transgender pride flag outside her office. Oh, so stunning and brave. In support of her transgender daughter. Green whose office is directly across from the hall, responded by putting up a sign with a transphobic message. What was the message? There are only two genders, male and female. Oh my gosh. What an evil, evil thing to say. <laughs> wow. She has such hate in her heart. You know, it's amazing how this party, that that's the so-called party of science, science, science is rejecting science when it has to do with gender. Sorry, but there's only two genders, male and female. That's it. That's not hateful. That's truth. What's hateful is spreading this lie that you can be something that you're not. That you're not. 
that's what's really hateful. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've got to oppose this, guys. It's part of the reason of this show is, you know, it, it's really easy. I, I know that things seem to be intensifying as far as the radical left and the attack on religious liberty, the attack on morality. Let's just call it what it is, the attack on morality, the attack on sanity. It's easy to look at what's going on and just say, you know what, I'm unplugging. I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. But that, that is not what we're supposed to do. We should not cower away from the culture war. The culture war is here, and we cannot retreat. We cannot retreat. We have to be engaged. We have to take part in what's going on. Now, that doesn't mean that we should expect people to be reasonable. They're not going to be reasonable. These people that are that are writing these pieces, these people that are engaging in cancel culture on Twitter, Facebook, they can't be reasoned with. But we have got to stop with the, I'm just going to not talk about it, or I'm just going to apologize. I'm just going to try to say something to make people happy. You're not going to make people happy no matter what you do. You've got to take a stand. You've got to teach your children, your grandchildren, what being a man, what being a woman really is, what being a child of God really is. If we shy away from this fight, we lose everything. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the famed German preacher that was killed for speaking out against Nazi Germany and Hitler back in the 30s and 40s, is often quoted as saying, Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. And what he was saying is, it is just as evil to be silent. When you see evil happening around you, it's just as evil to not do anything, to not say anything. We have to speak out. We have to act. And I was reading this piece. I wish I could remember what site it was from, but it was talking about South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, who, by the way, is just a few miles away from me as far as what state she governs. I mean, I, I literally live like five minutes away from South Dakota. I cross state lines every week to get groceries. But she is an amazing woman because she is not a coward. She knows what it means to stand and fight. And, you know, this, this blogger was pointing out her speech at CPAC and was saying how, you know, we've got to be engaged, you know, and... Oftentimes that means we gotta we gotta seek people or maybe we are the kind of person, maybe you're the kind of person that needs to run for office. And I don't mean you have to be president, I don't mean you have to be a senator or even a congressman or congresswoman, but there are certain places. I mean, local government is where it's at, guys. Local government, that's where it is. Because what happens at the local level trend transfers over to ultimately what happens at the national level so if there's a local seat or you know someone who's running for 
a local seat or a you know a chairperson support them be that person we've got to support people that believe in the truth because if we don't someone else has to fill that void okay so that's kind of the summary of the equality act and my thoughts on that there there's some other things that we need to get to i tell you what i mentioned cpac earlier and oh my gosh <laughs> have you seen the latest controversy about the cpac event and no i'm not talking about donald trump although he's he's prone to controversial stories i mean all he has to do is say hello and oh my gosh he spoke no i'm actually talking about the conference itself and the stage the stage you know the the stage that the speakers walk on and speak from yeah the stage so apparently there there is controversy surrounding the stage because these liberal lunatics who have nothing better to do with their lives looked at the outline of the stage itself, the platform, and noticed it looked kind of like a Nazi symbol. I'm not even kidding you. This is what happened. So there were people on social media that noted that the the stage itself was outlined in the shape of a Odell, Odell Rune. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. O, O-D-A-L Rune. And basically, this is one of the Nazi symbols that was on soldiers' uniforms and flags and whatnot. And there were people complaining about it on Twitter. Now, this conference was held in Orlando at the Hyatt Hotel, which is a shame because I was just in Orlando a couple of weeks ago. And then the CPAC event placed the week after I came back. So, eh, that's a shame. But anyway... The Hyatt Hotel was under fire for hosting the CPAC event because, oh my gosh, they're giving a platform to white supremacists. Oh my gosh, white supremacists. Oh, I don't know what they're saying that's white supremacist. I mean, other than they love America and they want to see America do better and they don't think the Biden administration is doing a good job. Oh, but that's white supremacist, supremacist, you see. Oh, we got to stop that. So the Hyatt Hotel, which that's the hotel that housed this event. They were under fire for that. And they came out with a response saying, we offer our hotels to a variety of conferences, a variety of speakers. We believe more speech is important, not less. And they came out, I mean, they, they were pretty firm in their, in their beliefs that People should be allowed to be heard. Well, that wasn't good enough. No, it wasn't. The hashtag Boycott Hyatt Hotel was trending on Twitter. People were just losing their ever-loving minds, like they always do, because it's Twitter. That's where people go to lose their minds. That's why I deleted Twitter, because I, I want nothing to do with it. I, I it, it literally ruins my day. If I'm on Twitter. Because I just cannot handle. The insanity. And the insanity continues. 
So while this was going on, someone was like, hey, this stage, it looks like a Nazi symbol. Oh my gosh, a Nazi symbol, because that's what we all thought about. I mean, I didn't even, I've never even seen that symbol before. Not not the swastika. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about this other symbol. Apparently, people just know. No, people don't know. They simply have to find something, something to latch on to. And so they did. Alyssa Milano, that nut job actress that just loves to cry about everything. You know, the one that dressed up as the as a handmaid from The Handmaid's Tale when she went to Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. Oh, that brave, brave warrior. Oh my goodness. She's so stunning and brave and brave and stunning. She pointed this out. She was one of the first ones to point this out. Others jumped on the bandwagon as well. Then Hyatt Hotel decided, oh, okay, well, I guess it's time that we, you know, completely throw a 180 and condemn CPAC, which is what they did. Came out and said, we condemn this awful bigotry from CPAC. This is horrendous. Oh my gosh. And then you had Matt Schlapp, the head of the American Conservative Union, which is, they're the ones that that hold this event every year. He tweeted Saturday, these stage design conspiracies are outrageous and slanderous. We have a long-standing commitment to the Jewish community. Cancel culture extremists must address anti-Semitism within their own ranks. CPAC proudly stands with our Jewish allies, including those speaking from this stage. Oh, and he got ratioed for it. He got ratioed for it. Oh my gosh. Of course, a white guy would say that. A white guy would say that. You have no place here. You're a white guy. It's insidious. It, it It's truly disgusting. And, you know, things like that. I mean, did you see that Dr. Seuss, there's like six books that are now being banned. Dr. Seuss apparently is in trouble because several books apparently were just discriminatory towards different cultures and races. Okay. I don't see that, but apparently someone else does. Apology after apology after apology from these people where there should be no apology. There is no controversy about the CPAC stage. None. There's nothing legitimate about this. And good on Matt Schlapp for not backing down. And this is what I mean when I'm talking about Standing up. Speaking out. You know, it's it's really easy, and I, I totally get it, why people would be upset about this, about these stories. It, it just, it bogs you down. But the way to respond to it is to just point out how stupid it is. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to get furious. Just be like, no, that's not what we're about. And you know this. You know this. I mean, really, come on. Yeah, they, they all sat back there and said, you know what we should do? We should design a stage that looks like a Nazi symbol. They'll never pick that up. Yeah, that, I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure that's what happened. Donald Trump comes to speak, has a daughter that's Jewish, 
has a son-in-law that's Jewish. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. We're, we're going to make a statement here. It's ludicrous. Totally ludicrous. Now, aside from that, the CPAC event itself, I, I tell you, I didn't watch very much of it. I did watch a little bit of President Trump's speech, and he he basically said that he might very well run again. And I'm a little eh about that, to be quite honest with you. I mean, look, I, I respect Donald Trump's record as president. He turned out much better than I thought he was going to be. I mean, in 2016, I just thought, oh my gosh, there, this guy is going to be a disaster. He he's gonna he's gonna get in there. He's gonna immediately side with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. He's just gonna do all these progressive things. And I mean, quite honestly, if you if you listen to what this guy wanted to do, Donald Trump, back in 2016, he wanted universal health care. He even said during the first year, when there was a shooting, that he believed that we should take away the guns and do due process later. Well, sorry, but that's not how due process works, okay? He gave plenty of indicators that he wasn't going to be this conservative president. But he got in there, and he actually turned out to be pretty good. So I respect that. But at the same time, I'm just going to say it, guys. I think we can do better now. I mean, if nothing else, the guy is going to be, what, 78 years old? By the time of the next Republican National Convention in 2024, he's going to be as old as Biden. We need to make way for younger people to get in there and champion the conservative cause. But that's just my opinion. Who knows? Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that, but I don't think I am. Maybe I'm in the minority, but that's just how I see it. I think that, you know... I know that people were constantly screaming about, well, we're not electing a pastor. Well, no, but we could elect someone that, you know, isn't constantly on Twitter being a scumbag half the time. I mean, do we really want that? We want to, we, do we want that? I don't want that. I, I want someone who fights, but I don't want someone who's just nuts with it. But maybe that's just me. But anyway, he he gave a good speech and he talked about several issues that were pretty important. I mean, he even touched on the transgender issue with the with the sports and bathrooms and the Equality Act. So that was good. And I guess he had overwhelmingly won the CPAC straw poll, which is I mean, it's just it, it's nothing to take too seriously as far as I mean. These, these are all Trump's people, right? This is a very Trump-friendly conference. I mean, they had a freaking golden statue of, not really a statue statue, but a golden figure of Trump in the conference. People calling it T-Pack, Trump-Pack. I mean, it's not, it's not the greatest showcase of conservative values, if I'm being brutally honest with you, okay? But at the same time, I get it. This guy's a fighter. And if you'd rather have, if you have a choice between someone who fights and someone who doesn't, people are going to pick someone who fights, okay? I, I, I get it. I get it. And hey, if he does indeed decide to run in 2024, I'll vote for him. 
Absolutely, I'll vote for him for a couple reasons. One, like I, like I stated earlier, he's got a pretty good record as president. And I'd feel pretty comfortable re-electing him. That's why I voted for him in 2020. B, I really don't want Joe Biden in. Or, well, <laughs> by that point, it'll probably be Harris who'll be running for that for that ticket. I mean, seriously, Joe Biden, he's going to be like 81 years old, 81, 82 years old next time around. Uh, he's He doesn't really have it anyway. I mean, he's... No. No. So I'd vote for him. But I prefer someone like Ron DeSantis. Someone like Ted Cruz. Someone like Christy Nome. Heck, I'd even take Nikki Haley. Although I'm not the biggest Nikki Haley fan, I'd even take her. But I just... There's got to be an age limit, don't you think? There's got to be an age limit on some of these things. So... Anyway, that's that's just kind of what I think about that in a nutshell. Um, what else should we talk about? Oh my gosh, yes. Before we end the show today, we have got to talk about Governor Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, I I think his days are numbered in office. I really do. I mean, first of all, he was a terrible governor. Is a terrible governor. Handled the COVID situation horribly he was already being investigated by his attorney general over the nursing home situation and inflating or no hiding the deaths lying about the numbers and yeah i mean that that was bad enough but apparently what's really sent everyone over the edge are these sexual assault allegations and obviously i mean these are horrible, horrible stuff. You know, he's being accused of touching inappropriately, joking inappropriately. He's denied touching. He's, he's denied offering sexual services, asking for sexual services. But this latest person, this third person that came out earlier on Tuesday, now there's a photograph Oh man, there's a photograph. I shouldn't be laughing, but man, it couldn't this this kind of thing could not happen to a more fiendish individual. I mean, it really couldn't. This guy is just the worst. He really is, Andrew Cuomo. So there's this picture, this event, and he he's holding this young woman. Um Using his using his hands to hold her face, and he's asking her out loud, "Can I kiss you?" Loud enough to where this other person hears it and verifies it. And you know, Cuomo he 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 comes out and says, "Oh, I'm not. I'm sorry. I didn't mean any of this. I I was just joking around. You know, sometimes I just that just comes out." Well, apparently, people have had enough. Even people in his own party. Even people on his own party have had enough. So here's here's a little bit more of the situation of what's going on, courtesy of CBS News. Anna Rock told the New York Times she never met Governor Andrew Cuomo before this night. At a September 2019 wedding, Ruck said she was discussing the governor's toast when instantly he put his hand on her bare lower back. She removed his hand with her own. The next moment is captured here 
when the governor placed his hands on her cheeks, he asked if he could kiss her loudly enough for a friend standing nearby to hear. The now 33-year-old said she was confused and shocked and embarrassed. This is the third allegation of sexual harassment against Cuomo. He has not responded to the new allegation, but in a previous statement, the three-term governor said that he never inappropriately propositioned anyone, but rather his comments were attempts at being playful and apologized to anyone who misinterpreted his actions. On Twitter, the two other accusers added their support for Ruck. Lindsey Boylan saying she feels nauseous thinking about Anna's experience. And Charlotte Bennett saying his inappropriate and aggressive behavior cannot be justified or normalized. Earlier yesterday, Bennett rejected the governor's attempt to apologize, accusing him of refusing to acknowledge or take responsibility for his predatory behavior. This comes as the state attorney general, Letitia James, announced she is officially moving forward with an independent investigation into Cuomo's alleged actions after receiving the correct paperwork from the governor's office. Now, several Democrats and advocacy groups have called for the governor to resign amid the allegations. Yeah, so I I really don't think he's going to survive this. You've got Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, saying that she believes... These women are credible. These allegations are credible. You have President Biden saying that this should be investigated. <laughs> I guess uh, for those of you who don't know, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, his brother, Chris Cuomo, has a CNN show. And these two love to just, you know, give each other a hard time. He's been on his brother's show quite a few times. And... Chris recently, just the other day, came out and said, you know, I'm not going to be talking about this story. I obviously shouldn't be talking about it because he's my brother and it's a conflict of interest. And, you know, CNN, this network I'm on, they'll be talking about it and they should. And I firmly believe that, that you know, women should not be mistreated, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, what, 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 what is the point of this? You're not going to talk about it. Okay. So if your brother ends up being this dirtbag, which it seems like he is, you're not going to talk about it? Why? Is it really that hard to condemn sexual assault? Really? Apparently so. But as I was looking into this, I, I caught... I caught <laughs> it's amazing what you'll find out on YouTube. So as it was on YouTube... I saw this clip one of the last times. This was back in, I want to say, May of last year. And these two were talking. And at one point, they just randomly get onto this topic. And I don't think this is going to age well. I had to snatch this clip before it got erased from CNN's YouTube channel. But listen to this, listen to this clip here. False. Do you think False. that you are an attractive person now? because you're single and ready to mingle? Do you really think you are some desirable single person and that this is not just people's pain think, coming out of them? I think uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that, that's not going to age well. That's not going to age well. It's kind of an ironic thing to, to say, you single and ready to mingle, huh? Huh? And I, I can't help but just wonder out loud, Chris has got to know. 
right? He's, he's got to have a pretty good idea. I mean, I know that his brother is busy. You know, he's the governor of New York. He's, he's too busy screwing people over and, and sending people to their deaths in nursing homes. He doesn't have time on his hands to talk to his brother. I get it. I get it. But you got to think. As often as these two are, you know, yucking it up together on this show, speechifying and conversating, he's got to know. He's got to have a good idea. Uh, yeah, his his brother, he's a scumbag. Don't you think? I don't know. I guess we'll see. But yeah, this this guy's this guy's career is is done. You know, he's he's being called to resign, called on to resign, and I think he's going to. I'll be really surprised if he doesn't by the end of the week. But certainly within the next week or two, I think he's gone. There's there's just no way. When your own party turns against you, when they have no need of your services anymore, you're toast. You're toast. So anyway, that that's just Yeah, I, I always I find it amazing. We've seen stories like this before, right? Not just with Democrats, but we've seen stories like this before where these elites are just for these males, these these weird American old farts somehow think that asking for nude pictures or asking for sexual advances is really going to get them anywhere. They, they really think that women are, are attracted to that. I don't know a single woman that's ever thought, oh man, this old, dirty, white, wrinkle old dork really wants me. Okay, sure. No, that doesn't happen. Ugh, it's it's just infuriating, isn't it? But his time is coming. Justice is coming. So we'll see what happens with that. Well, I want to thank you everyone for tuning into the show today. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to doing more shows in the future. Make sure you tune in every week. You can try to put out a new show every Wednesday, and we'll just see how it goes, you know? Again, looking forward to having some guests on and talking about some really important issues, and as those things develop, I will tell you more about them, so that way you can prepare to listen to those as well. We're going to have some some really good conversations about important issues that not only do you need to be aware of, but know how to respond to. So, again... If you would, no matter what platform you listen to this podcast on, and you can go to multiple platforms if you want to, but give this show a five-star rating and a positive review, preferably. preferably. If you don't like this show, just kind of keep it to yourself. But other than that, that's going to do it for this edition of The Blake Johnson Show. I will see you back here next time. Take care, everyone, and God bless.